Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beer is a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. And we are absolutely thrilled to be in your earbuds or in the car or, you know, in your home, wherever you happen to be listening maybe to Maybe on your deck. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I feel like we're doing a real Sam I Am here. Could you, would you? In a <laughs> yeah. boat? In a tote? <laughs> tote bag? <laughs> What are we what are we drinking today, Tom? I know you're pretty stoked about it. Uh, stoked is one way to put it, and uh, I am. Uh, it is one of my very favorite beers ever. Today we are drinking Daisy Cutter from Half Acre Brewing Company in Chicago. Yes, now that is a Chicago brewery. We have had some breweries that distribute pretty locally and regionally is this where where can we find daisy cutter to the best of your knowledge um well you can find it in the ravenswood area uh your least favorite neighborhood in chicago that's that's fair <laughs> ravenswood that that area that's where the actual brewery is if i'm not mistaken yeah and, um, um but do we know is that is that something that is available i i'm not sure if i've seen it in michigan um i don't know if it's in michigan uh, to be honest but uh, we have done a half acre. We've done Bodum, which was uh, yep. uh, one that we really enjoyed. I would say this is probably their most uh, well-known beer. I think that's fair to say. Um, it's certainly, you know, very high on my list. But I will tell you a little bit more about it. So this yeah, is, please. This is a pale ale. Uh, it's about 5.2% alcohol, which is not uh, too much. It's basically been around since 2009. It's, you know, they describe it as lush and dank, two things we very much enjoy. Um, and it's been a staple in the Chicago beer scene for quite some time. Um, it's pretty widely available, at least in this area. You can get it in a 12-pack a now, which is usually a sign of its popularity. And it blends pine, citrus, papaya, mango... Uh, and apparently biscuit and lingering dankness. Interesting. Yeah, quite quite a bit packed into this one. But, Vince, you actually have some other fun facts about Daisy Cutter that I think the people would like to hear. Yeah, definitely. So I, one of the things that we, we like to do a lot is find out if there's a story behind some names and about the brewery and stuff, and there happens to be a couple here. So uh, Daisy Cutter, as Tom mentioned, Chicago staple. You can get it in Indiana as well. Okay, good. I just looked that up. But like you said, twelve pack means maybe Michigan's not too far behind for yeah. all our all our Midwestern listeners. Now, as for Daisy Cutter's history here, it uh, it actually started off. It was one of the first beers that they brewed, and it started as a special release bomber beer. You're going to want to remember that word because in about 15 seconds it's going to become important. I'll start counting. For a reason other than the fact of what a bomber beer is. It's apparently a 22-ounce bottle. Now, daisy cutter is also a term that was used for a specific type of bomb that was popular during the Vietnam War. It's weird to say a bomb is popular, but... It, uh, how'd I do? 13 seconds. Oh, a little early. <laughs> I was counting. 
Um, but it was known as a daisy cutter because when it dropped and exploded, it would very easily clear out a jungle to make space for a helicopter to land. Um, it's also, I think, the specific fuse, which is kind of like jammed into the bomb, and the second it makes contact with something hard, it explodes. It might be an oxygen-based bomb. Regardless, it's very powerful. And so I am connecting dots here because I have not gotten the fine people at Half Acre on the phone, but I'm thinking that the fact that it was released in a bomber, that 22-ounce bottle, uh, and the fact that it is kind of an explosive flavor for the time is what contributed to the naming of it to be Daisy Cutter. Yeah, and that's really amazing to know because if you just looked at the can and the name, you would just think, you know, delightful and pleasant thoughts. But it turns out it has quite a violent past. Yeah. Uh, for those of us who are who are Chicago natives or who have kind of adopted the city, there is also an interesting backstory about how they got their original brew space. Yeah. So, Tom, you're a Sox fan. Yeah. So... But you, you've kind of lived. You've lived on the north side a little bit. Uh, no, 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 I would not pretty say much that all, at you all. You just won't go there. You, <laughs> it's not that I refuse. I just haven't. Um, but I've been to plenty of Cubs games. Well, yeah. that's where I'm. That's what I'm driving at yeah. here. But yeah, I've lived on the north side for pretty much my actually the entire spot. Um, and I think we've talked about it with the last half acre beer that we did, Bodum. I live pretty close to this brewery. Fun fact. Murphy's Bleachers, which is a very popular bar directly across the street from an entrance at Wrigley Field, they were one of the first places, if not the first, that the guys at Half Acre tried to kind of distribute to, and and they tried to do it at a special event. And I guess those guys got talking with the Murphy family, and it turns out that the Murphy family had a huge warehouse full of junk that they weren't using— up over in Ravenswood, right by Lincoln Square, and Half Acre ended up buying that and turning it into a brewery, and uh, uh, I think a, a brew pub as well, a little tap house. And up until this year, they've been operating out of there and brewing out of there. When they sold it to another brewery, which we haven't had a chance to try, but we will, Hop Butcher for the world. Wow. So the the cycle continues, I guess. Absolutely. It's the um, circle of beer. I didn't know any of that, but this is a very familiar beer to me, and I can't wait to try it uh, for the, what seems like the maybe 200th time. For I'm not sure. first time. <laughs> um, I just want to, I want to crack this right now. So. Crack it. Cheers, Vince. Cheers, Tom. Oh, yeah. I don't even need to smell it because, you know. I I'll smell, smell it. it. Yeah, you for can. The- yeah, it smells hoppy. It smells like a, it's a pale ale. Apparently, when it first started, it was they were it was more of an amber, and then they sort of changed it up. Well, with the amount of ingredients involved, yeah, I imagine that that changed the recipe. Yeah. So I've got a very specific. I'm already my wheels are turning, and you before I, before I yet. taste it, yeah. I know exactly kind of where I want to go based on. It's history, but I'm gonna taste it, and we're gonna see where that takes okay. us. Okay, that's just you know, it's like being with an old friend, not unlike yourself, but even older, because I think I've had this before I met you. 
Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, but let's hear it. I'm, I'm dying to hear what you, you've got in mind. I've had this many, many times myself, yeah. and I, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not loving this first taste. And I wonder how much of that is because I'm pulling it from a can versus a draft. I get it on draft a lot. So it'll be so, interesting to pour this in. I do that. I do also get it in draft a lot. I've, I've never seen it in a bottle. I don't think they even do that. So, Well, they did originally, apparently. With the bombers. Oh, the twenty-two ounce. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. But um, I was not around then. I think if I'm trying to pin this down, this seems to me almost like, and I'm gonna reference it from my point of view because I'm from Michigan, and so two-hearted, which we've done, is it's now national. But I I wasn't drinking it growing up, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Bell's was a smaller brewery than it got bought out, but two-hearted is sort of what you associate, at least what I associate, Michigan IPAs with. And Daisy Cutter is right up there with what I would associate uh, Chicago IPAs with. Maybe not IPAs, I think it's just pale ales. We'll, just, we'll call them pale ales all the way across. And this feels like a slightly less potent two-hearted ale. Like maybe there's only one heart in this. It's okay. a big heart, an explosive heart, a Robin Williams-sized heart. <laughs> well, you know what? You just accidentally fed me some interesting uh, interesting inspiration with Robin Williams. Um, I absolutely love this beer, and I feel like Robin Williams, not only was he one of the most talented humans that's ever graced this fine earth grew up in detroit but he also um has made some of the most beloved you know classics of all of human history i would say sure including a movie we reference a lot on this show aladdin yeah it's been a while <laughs> since we referenced it. Wow, wow, wow. yeah <laughs> should i call you al how about din or <laughs> about Laddie? Prince Ali, fabulous Yeah, so that guy, I think that's actually a great, it's a great way to think about this beer. You know, Robin Williams, he had a lot going on. He was packed with flavor, was nonstop energy, um, and just purely pleasurable for the most part in most of his films. Also one of those few comedians who had the actual chops to go dramatic and do a very good job with it. Hey, Will, it's not your fault. Don't you start with me. Don't you start with me. Not you. Not you, Sean. It's not your fault. Not you. It's not your fault. (laughs) What are you, Bench bench 285? (laughs) She used to fart in her sleep. You know, when you looked at that painting, you ripped my fucking life apart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's take, oh, let's hey, take oh, one whoa, minute to talk whoa. about Goodwill Hunting, which, by the way, is a fantastic movie. What's your, favorite, what's your favorite part about Goodwill Hunting? My favorite part about Goodwill Hunting? Dude, it's it's so cliche. It's so cliche, but it's, it's when Ben Affleck oh, is sitting there, yeah. and he's talking to him. He goes, you know what the best part of my day is? The 15 seconds every morning when I pick you up. The 15 seconds between when I honk the horn and when you show up at the door. I think maybe he won't be there. No note. No call. No message. No nothing. Just gone. 
I don't remember the rest of it. But. No, and right before that, he goes, fuck, if you think that you're going to be sitting around watching Patriots games with me for the rest of your life, you, you done fucked up. <laughs> He's also, he does a good job in that movie. What's the the part? You suspect. You say he shows oh, up. He shows up the interview. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is not my favorite part, but it's an underrated part of the movie when he's lying to his girlfriend about having twelve brothers. Yeah. And I have a, I actually have a note on my iPhone with all the brothers written out, so I can do this part. So it's please not do the memory, it. But no. like, she goes, "You have twelve brothers. All you right. Have, what? You have twelve brothers. All right. What are their names?" He goes. Mocky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. She goes, do that again. <laughs> Mocky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. But my most favorite quote from the film is after he completely undresses the Harvard uh, graduate at the bar and then sees him later. Come on. Through the window. Come on. Boom, boom, boom. Do you like apples? Well, I got a number. How do, How do you, you like, like them apples? apples? My boy's wicked smart. God. Casey oh, Affleck God. Looked like, looks like he's 12 in that. He's a little boy in that movie. He, he absolutely is. is. Um, but I guess to tie it all together... Um, well, before, we, before you tie it all together yeah. here, I think since we are a popular culture... Podcast, we do need to comment on. I don't know if you've seen this, but basically, in the Twitter sphere, the Twitterverse, whatever you want to call it, people go nuts over these paparazzi photos of Ben Affleck, who's just like 55 and beaten down, and he's either like trying to get into his door with four packages and it's not going well, yeah, or he's sitting there having a smoke from a cigarette and it's just the best thing that's happened to him in three to four weeks like he's got such a hard life yeah. and people go nuts for this yeah it's and also he has an absolutely garish full back tattoo of a phoenix does he actually he does oh yeah <laughs> did you see did you know Check about this out. this raya app oh yeah i heard all about that and then he messaged the girl on instagram was like hey it's ben Why'd you unmatch with me? Which is super Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Very weird. Oh, um, can you imagine if he was like younger and had the dating app stuff? That would be some. I like the video thing. Just him going like, "Do you like Coke? <laughs> Don't come up until your face is numb." I got this fucking rat. rat. It ain't Bill. <laughs> just uh, we we went full depart on that one. We're very, well, this you know, is a Boston episode, which I'm is glad, weird because this is a Chicago well, no, beer. I'm glad, Tie it all together. I'm glad we went there because I was gonna say that movie is such a, a great movie. I watch it once a year. Um, I love it so much, and I also love the depart. It's my all time favorite movie, and I'm glad that that was tangentially tied in because this is just this beer gives me so many good feelings. Like I think about. For example, going to the Logan Theater, sure. uh, where I used to live in Logan Square, and I would always get you know this beer at the bar, and I would watch movies, and I would have a great time. I get this beer pretty frequently, you know. After a long week at work, I'll go get a four pack at a, a local uh, you know liquor store, or or I'll just order it on tap at one of my favorite places. It's uh, it just fills me with a lot of good feelings, and you know I feel like Goodwill Hunting even though it addresses dark themes, 
it's quite a feel-good movie. So my before we try this out of the glass, my cousin Lindsay does a podcast where she's watching the top 100 films. A little bit of a cinephile. On the AFI list? I'm not sure. I, I think okay. she said it was from some British. What's it called so we, we can uh, listen to it? This is going to be bad, but I, I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll find it. I'll find it and, okay. and give it to everybody at the end. But uh, she has one of she had one of the more hysterical tweets I've ever heard about Goodwill Hunting, and it was to paraphrase essentially: if you're bored and looking for drama, tell a straight white male that Goodwill Hunting is overrated. Whoa! See, see, your trick. I read it and I was like, it, "It's a, oh wait, that's what they want. That's what they want." I'm I was triggered just thinking about that. <laughs> no. Oh man, is this one of these like woke takes on the internet? I mean, what no, it was it was very much, very much just purely like she knew it elicited a, re- a reaction and totally did. Wow, she must work for Stephen A. Smith. Brilliant tweet. <laughs> Um, and then maybe because this is yeah. Goodwill Hunting, shout to Maddie Moore out in Colorado who watches this regularly. I believe it's once a month. Once a month. Oh, I thought I was frequent at once a year. Yeah, I'm going to try this out of the glass. I mean, I know yeah. I'm going to like it. One thing I will tell uh, folks who have never tried Daisy Cutter, don't be intimidated by the fact that it usually comes in 16-ounce cans. I mean, it's... You know, it's norm- a 6% ABV, isn't it? Uh, it is, yeah. it's. Uh, but it goes down really smoothly. And I think that I think that so the blend of flavors, it does kind of remind me of The Departed in a sense because that movie blends so many charismatic and powerful actors perfectly well. Dude, just going off of that, first of all, much better in the glass. Much better, like a huge improvement for me. I love it in the glass. It's great. Any, I went from a two point five to like a three point seven five. Like a huge. Oh, you're already jump. teasing the score out. A okay. Huge jump. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to do that. But you're talking about like tying things together uh, and tying a bunch of folks and themes together. Let me just get a little meta here and talk about Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, a movie about a movie. Being made about the Vietnam War. <laughs> Which is prominently using probably daisy cutter bombs. Yes. And you know who's setting those daisy cutter bombs off? Danny McBride. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lose this job. <laughs> Almost blinded Jamie Lee Curtis on the set of Freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah, that movie that movie's brilliant as well and oh still my. absolutely hilarious. Can we talk about Robert Downey Jr. in it for a second? The man's like what what's the uh his, <laughs> you people What, what do, do you mean? mean you people? What do you mean? You and then you you got <laughs> Brandon T Jackson going, "What do you mean, you people?" He's got such a like right. high voice. It's so funny. Yeah, booty sweat. <laughs> <laughs> also, the best the best part you, about when that you movie. Was, when you were singing that song I love the pussy was you thinking about Lance dangling his dice on your forehead? <laughs> and then he, but he, he switches off and he's just like, I know who I am. And then he's like, I'm no one. I don't know who I am. And 
He's like forty. Yeah. None of them are Robert Downey Jr. He's phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can fully commit to this this character. <laughs> Dude, yeah. McConaughey and that is phenomenal. You will get your TiVo. I am flying. Tug Speedman <laughs> is getting his TiVo. <laughs> What's the, like? Tugger nuts. I am on the phone with Les Grossman who is apparently dying to tell you why he has decided to wipe his ass with the TiVo clause of your contract. Also, Tom Cruise agreed to do a cameo in full makeup. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. Do you know this? They No, but they talked him into doing it. Oh, Katie Holmes told him he should. Wait, really? Yes, he went home. He's like, I don't want to do this. And Katie Holmes said, "I th- or I'm sorry, Katie Cruise Katie Cruz. She never changed her last Katie name. Katie Cruz. She should have. That's way better. <laughs> Were you talking in, in the Robert Downey black scent for that one? <laughs> I was not. I was not. I was Man, not. Katie, I was hoping you could uh, ditch Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I know who I am. That's just my favorite. I love I love L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Um, and then, back to your point. Yeah, so apparently he was unsure about it, and then Katie Holmes basically said, it'll make you more likable. People will Which love it. it did, yeah. It did. She was right. I didn't know it was him. I didn't. I think I knew once the movie started, but like I still couldn't believe it. And if for some reason you haven't seen Tropic Thunder, you need that's a must-watch. It's, yeah. it's truly phenomenal. It's one of those movies that you'll watch the entire time and think, could this have been made nowadays? Yeah. And I don't even, I don't know, Jack Black's in it. Bonus if you watch all six Scorcher films that are the fake franchise within yes. the film. A man who made a difference six <laughs> times before is going to make a difference again. Only this time, it's different. We're talking about people like we're talking about people trying to be like trying to switch off, and that's what that's what Tug Speedman is, the yeah. action star, and he tries to He's win an Academy to do Award, the Oscar thing. He does yeah. the simple the simple check. You 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 you. Mike, me, happy. I can't read good. Yeah, it's it's like such a shitty Forrest Gump. I mean, there was such nuance to what Tom Hanks did. There's nuance to everything Tom Hanks does, and there's nuance to Tom Hanks when he washes his hands. Man, (laughs) did you know that was also written by Justin Thoreau? No. Yeah, Justin Thoreau. To be clear, that's. Not we're not mispronouncing Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Oh, this is the actor who used to date uh, Jennifer Aniston and was in The Leftovers. Oh. Yeah. Was he one of the ones that was left over? No, he was the one of the ones that didn't go away. All right. Well, we're we're getting close to the end here. Uh, we I, are. I do want to do one more tie back here and talk about the fact that Robin Williams. Uh, was in, I believe, Good Morning Vietnam. Sure was, yeah. So that's another tie back. If you're an Office fan, which I know you are not, yeah, you know that Michael Scott starts one of his speeches to an entire audience of 2,000 people with, Good Morning Vietnam! Like it's this novel yeah. thing. <sighs> that's all I have to say. Yeah, well, Vince, I want you to give your score of this beer. I gave it 3.75, maybe creep up towards a 4. I okay. really... Depends. Solid beer. You'll enjoy it. If you're here, I suggest you get it. Okay. Five out of five times for me. Wow! Here it is. We got it. Yep. We got it. This is it. We got it. I've been waiting to. I've been waiting to say it. I'm gonna pull my Jim Gordon out. 
We got you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you sure do. Yes, um, Vince is underselling this. This is this is, in my opinion, a perfect beer, and maybe it's just perfect for me. But god damn it, I just love it. Just like I love all the movies we talked about on this show. I'm glad they all came up organically. I didn't want to force it. And truthfully, you know, I knew I was going to give this a perfect score before I even opened it because I just love it that much. It's hey, really great. Sometimes we feel the way we feel. And it's not my fault. Okay. <laughs> you just got to remember to be yourself. Aladdin, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Um, Vince, thank you for uh, sharing this with me. This was a lot of fun. Hey. I had a great time. I had, I had a good time, too. And I'm going to have this... Several more times. I believe you. Yeah. I believe you, but I think we should wrap up. And you know what? I will also say, you've never had a friend like me. You ain't <laughs> never had a friend like me. What the fuck was that? Let's tune out now. Let's be done with yeah, this. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, please follow our show you know what to do um but until then i'm tom and i'm vince this has been friday night beers where we have clear eyes full cans must booze thank you very much love you daisy cut made you look another aladdin reference for everybody